Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have a family friend that likes to fly airplanes, and he's also very handy. And so in his retirement, he built a barn, and then inside that barn, he built a plane. I think it was a kit. I don't know if you get it on Amazon. But he built this plane, and he flies it around the country. Now, I believe that he, he flies it because he's told me and I've seen pictures, but I don't know if I would hop in that plane. So, in the one sense I have faith, some kind of faith that I believe this plane can fly, yet I don't have this sure and certain hope that I'm going to get in that plane and, and go on a ride with him. As Christians, we are people of faith. We have faith in the risen and ascended Lord who we see in our stained glass, but we do not see like we see the person sitting next to us. We have faith that things will work out for good even when we don't understand what is happening, but we believe that God understands. And faith is something that is very hard because life challenges our faith. Circumstances challenge our faith, and people challenge our faith. When you think about faith, and uh, theologians do this, uh, that you know, faith is a noun, and a noun is something that we hold or have. So we have faith, but what is the action of faith? What, is, what, is it, what does our faith mean in real life when you know, the, the quote, rubber hits the road, or in the airplane when the rubber leaves the road, I guess, goes in the air? Um, it's trust. And trust is, is very hard. And you can think of the relationship between faith and trust. Faith is the noun and trust is a verb. And our faith enables us to trust in God. Faith is, trust is that action. So while faith is a gift, we receive faith as a gift. We put it into action is when we start to trust and live a certain way. And this is what Trinity season is about. It's about learning to live in the kingdom of God. So, and learning to live in the kingdom of God means learning to trust God. And it sounds so simple, but that is the hardest thing for us to do, is to trust God. You'll notice that we're wearing green for the first time in a long while. Uh, we're, well, last Sunday was Trinity Sunday. It was more of a festive, you know, the kickoff to Trinity season, but now we'll be wearing green for a while. And the common theme in Trinity is growth in our faith, how to live day-to-day, -day, how to live day-to-day -day in the kingdom of God. So what is the kingdom of God? We hear the term all the time. Uh, some say it's the main theme of the Bible. It's definitely the main theme of the Gospels. A simple definition is given to me, can't remember who, but that the kingdom of God is the, the realm or the reign, you think of a king reigns over a territory, the kingdom of God is the place where God reigns, where God is king. We say, well, that's, that's everywhere. But the way we live, we live sometimes like we're living in the kingdom of self. And so that is where our lessons come into play this morning. The kingdom of God is a mystery. It is at one point, it is in one way hidden, it is mysterious, and yet Jesus says the kingdom of God is right in your midst, although you do not always see it. 
In our epistle lesson this morning, we see some contrast between self and God. We see this love of God is is the main theme from our epistle, contrasted with, with the love of self. And then more clearly in our gospel with the rich man and Lazarus, we see one man living in the kingdom of God and one man living in the kingdom of self. One man that puts his trust in God and one man that puts his trust in himself. And it's one of those parables that is so memorable, it comes to us in art, stories, movies. We've heard about the rich man and Lazarus so much that we, we have a surface understanding of it. There's lots of pop understandings of it. You know, it's a simple reversal of fortune. You have the, the rich man who had everything in this life, dies, the next life he has nothing. And the poor man had nothing in this life, but in the next life he has everything. So is the takeaway just to simply be economically poor? Well, that depends. Remember Jesus said it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for the rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. So if you're sitting here and you're living in North America, you are the rich man. And uh, we always think the rich man is someone else that has more than we do. But the reality is we have more than most of the world. And so Jesus says it is harder for those that have resources. Not impossible, but it's harder. And that's one of the reasons that it's hard to be a missionary in North America, Southern California. When it appears on the surface that we have everything, we have physical things that we know how they work, we, we understand our economic system, we understand how to get somewhere, how to get something. So that puts a lot of confidence in what we can do. So therefore we start to trust in ourselves. Well I know if I do A, B, C, I'll get one, two, three. And we have all these little uh, scenarios in our mind. But the economics of the kingdom of God are different than the economics of this world. And so the poor man He didn't have anything to put his trust in that he could grab onto and say, this is mine. I can can do this. He hasn't accomplished anything, most likely. He doesn't have anything. He is the the last, the least, and the lonely. He is poor in spirit because he is poor in economics. And so the challenge for us is how do we develop a poverty of spirit so we can enter the kingdom of God. First, we can start to pray that our faith will develop into a trust. This will be a big theme in the Trinity season, this theme through all the, all the Gospels. And it, it's hard and it's confusing. And when people uh, you know, ask Jesus to tell them about the kingdom of God, he only wants to tell it to them in parables, which are confusing and trip us up. And that might be part of the point. I wish I had the full quote. Uh, Robert Capone, who is a great uh, writer and priest, says, Jesus used parables to describe the kingdom of God, and Jesus himself was a a walking parable. He, He cursed fig trees, he put coins in fish's mouths, and then his closing act, he went, he sailed away on a cloud. So he has all these things that confuse us, and they don't work in our minds the way things are supposed to work. So a poverty of spirit is to not grasp on to that which we have in this life, to not 
hold on tightly. While faith is this noun that we have, you can think of, of trust as, as an open hand to God. Where we think of trust as holding on tightly, but a trust in God is saying, God, your will be done. God, I don't understand. I'm going to let go of, of my own power, and I'm going to trust in you. So it's this open hand to God, which our, when our hand is open, it holds nothing. So when our hand is open, we're putting trust in nothing that we have, except what God has given to us. So as we enter into the Trinity season, we might want to think about what, what things that we have that we're putting our trust in that um, is an impediment or a roadblock between growing closer to God. And so that is our challenge, is to, to not put these roadblocks that we have because we all have uh, more resources than any other generation and these resources and skills that we have trip us up. They, they give us the illusion that we can trust in ourselves. So I pray that this uh, season of Trinity we would grow in our faith and our trust as tools for a fruitful life in God's kingdom. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.